Dr. Sullivan, appreciate your coming on. Yeah, no problem, Mitch. Thanks for having me on. I saw a uh, headline from a politician, and I couch that because any headline from a politician. Uh, But uh, they said uh, that they weren't sure if we were going to reach herd immunity here in the United States. Uh, This, of course, being based on the fact that there seemed to be a a pretty strong but small but solid group of people who just do not have the intention of getting the vaccine. And uh, no matter what is going to be done about it, A, do you agree with that? And B, what are, what are the consequences? How do you measure that? And what are the consequences if we only get 60 percent of the population vaccinated versus the 70 to 85 percent? Um, let me answer the second part first, and then I'll give you I'll tell you what I think of the first part. Um, you know, the herd immunity is, is sort of what COVID-19 has been a moving target. Nobody really knows what the true level of immunity in the population that would really effectively uh, reach what we call herd immunity with this infection. I mean, in the beginning, some people thought it was 60%, then it was 70%, now it's 80%, et cetera. So it's been a bit of a moving target because this virus keeps changing its stripes a little bit and you keep getting these more contagious variants and that makes predicting what ex- what level of immunity in the population is required to achieve herd immunity very difficult. And I think even people who are experts in that field are having a hard time figuring out what that level is going to be. You know, and, and herd immunity is going to be a combination of people with natural infection and vaccine-induced immunity. And part of the problem with the equation, too, is we don't really know exactly how many people in the United States have gotten COVID-19. The only way for us to do that is to do these widespread studies of antibody testing in people. And and even then, some areas of the country are going to be higher than other areas of the country. So that would be a really difficult study to do to try to figure out what exactly percentage of the people in the U.S. have had COVID-19. We can easily measure how many people have been vaccinated. You know, we're, we're doing that right now. Right. So that's an easy part to do. But the other part of the equation is going to be really hard to do. Now, as far as are we going to reach herd immunity, I tend to agree that, that, that with that politician that they're probably correct. I think we're going to have a very hard time reaching it in the United States because there is a there's you know, there's sort of when you have vaccination, there's three groups of people. There's people who are completely resistant to it no matter what. You know, you can do anything to them, say anything to them, and they aren't going to get vaccinated. And they're kind of against all vaccines. Right. Then you got people who are sort of sitting on the fence that, you know what, they're don't, they don't know, they're interested, but they're not quite certain. And then you got a group, big group of people who are going to get vaccinated no matter what. And at this point in most of the United States, we've kind of va- vaccinated or are about to finish vaccinating that big group of people who are, right. who are all for getting vaccinated. Now we're moving into the hesitant group where we're sort of maybe convincing some of them, but it's going to be a little bit of a battle now going forward. And then, you know, the resistant group, we're probably not going to get them. So I, I think that there's probably some truth in the fact that we're going to have a pretty hard time at least getting a herd immunity with vaccine alone. Let's put it that way. Right. I mean, I think we're going to have a very hard time getting 70 right. to 80 percent of the U.S. population v- vaccinated. But that's a very important distinction, because as you point out, herd immunity can be achieved. There was at one time when there was no vaccine, you know, Sweden and some other places like that said, we'll just get herd immunity by letting everybody get the disease. So if you have a combination of 60 percent of the country that has gotten the vaccine and then a huge percentage of the population that has had either that we know has had. I don't know what the current number is officially that we know has had uh, COVID-19, but I've heard I've heard multiplication factors of up to six. You know, whatever that number is, if it's uh, 10 million people, you maybe you should count as 60 million people who actually had it. At some point, the combination of the two gives you herd immunity, does it not? 
It does. It, that you are correct on that. Let me say one thing about Sweden. Sweden has, through natural infection, has not achieved herd immunity. They got the highest per capita rate of active COVID cases in, in Europe right now. So th the whole concept of trying to get to herd immunity through natural infection doesn't work with viruses. You know, and you can look at smallpox, measles, and polio, three of the biggest scourges of the human race, and we never ever reached herd immunity with any one of those three infectious diseases without vaccination. Right. Vaccination was the key to reaching herd immunity with those three. We don't talk about smallpox anymore because it's been gone. It got wiped off the face of the earth and it sits in a laboratory and it has not caused a human infection since 1979. You know, and measles, yes, there's outbreaks of measles, but we have herd immunity because of a substantial proportion of the population is vaccinated against measles. That's how we maintain right. herd but immunity the, but against measles. But the nice measles. thing about those vaccines is you get them once and you're done with them in your life and you're, you do you're, correct you're yeah. good for life you do. we, don't, great we still don't know if these are going to last a year uh we keep no, talking we about don't. booster shots and 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 continued and and a virus this kind of virus is different than smallpox but i i guess to, oh, to yeah. put a, to put a button but to put a button on the herd immunity question if if, if there's a certain i don't know let's say it's 25 percent of the population doesn't want to get vaccinated okay we can't do mm -hmm. anything about it whether it's by hesitation or just by religion um, eventually they're going to probably get COVID-19 and most of them will survive it as most people who get it do. Then don't, don't they become part of herd immunity eventually anyhow? And so should, should we therefore sort of just say, well, if you're not going to get it, then you're the ones who are taking the chance on, 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 uh, on getting it. Everyone else is vaccinated. Their chances are very slim and we should sort of return to regular life. I mean, I think I, I do agree that at some point, we, we do have to return to regular life. I mean, we can't continue to, to live cloistered the rest of the rest of time. That's going to have to happen. And I do agree that the, the two, the, the, between a combination of vaccine and natural infection, the two of them are, you know, you reach an inflection point where you start to see, and we're kind of starting to get there, you know, for instance, in Michigan here. I mean, I don't think we're at herd immunity in Michigan yet, but clearly we've hit an inflection point and now the cases are starting to drop pretty good in Michigan, right. you know, so we're certainly headed in the right direction. And I agree with you. you you're going to get to a point where the number of people vaccinated is going to be the number of people vaccinated and the number unvaccinated. They're the ones who are going to choose to roll the dice with getting infected. And a lot of them probably at some point in time will get infected and they will become part of that, that population of people right. who are sort of in, in, in the herd, herd so right. to speak. Just as we, uh, we, we all get on the highway and most everybody buckles up their seatbelts, but some people don't. And, uh, and most motorcyclists yep. have helmets, but some, some motorcyclists don't. But we don't all get off the highway because no, there's somebody don't. on there who might get killed by, you know, if they, if they run into somebody. That's the risk that they take, sadly. And I, I, I foresee that being the case. La last question I wanted to ask you yeah. uh, about masks. Um, th there's some confusion, obviously, with President Biden uh, even walking to the helicopter. He's keeping a mask on. And yet the CDC guideline says you don't even need masks outside. And a lot of people are very confused. I think that personally, this is contributing to a lot of people not getting vaccinated because they don't understand. See, the president got his vaccine before anybody and he's still wearing a mask walking around outside. Is that sending the wrong message? And is there any reason whatsoever that anybody who's vaccinated should be wearing a mask outside? 
I mean, I I personally think that, um, you know, the CDC guidance, you know, says you if you're outside and you're not in really, really crowded situations and you're vaccinated, you don't wear a mask. I agree with that. And I, I do think that some there is a little bit of confusion going on with the mask thing right now. And if you if you look at what some public health experts and epidemiologists have been saying about the whole mask guidance thing, they even agree that there's a little bit of confusion. And that's kind of probably making people sometimes look and think that it's oh, well, why, why should I get vaccinated when I got to wear a mask, continue to wear a mask all the time? Right. So I, I do agree that there's probably a little bit, they could do a little bit better job of messaging this whole thing and showing that, okay, if you're a fully vaccinated person and you're outside doing these activities and you're away from people, you don't need to wear a mask. Yeah. And I think we have to do a much better job overall of messaging that and getting that across to people. And I think that may help people who are on the fence, so to speak, with vaccination, maybe motivate them to get vaccinated. And I, I, so. I agree with you. There is, there is some confusion going on there and we need to do a better job of that. Yeah, we're all coming back outside now as the weather gets warmer, so it would be nice to be a, see a uniform thing yeah. going on. Dr. Liam Sullivan agree. from uh, Spectrum Health Medical, can't thank you enough. It's been very good talking to you. Appreciate it. Nice talking to you, too. You guys have a great day. Thank you.